Welcome everybody to our fancy recording studio slash lobby. Slash slash lobby. We use every square foot of space at Upward like crazy, but welcome today. We like to spend a little time recapping the weekend, talking about the message. And we had such a great time this weekend. Move up Sunday. Yep. Bubbles out front like crazy, snow cones, what a great day. And we had a great time talking about uh, continuing this series, Choosing Joy. It was a good time. Good time was had by all. That's what they said. Yay! I had a good time anyway. We chose joy. Indeed. The weather <laughs> did not, but well, we chose it anyway. Yes. Was it bad weather? It was it gloomy. Okay, Matt. Just it rain was just on our parade. I yeah, was, but we chose I was joy. Here saying what a good day it was. It was a good Matt's day. calling it gloomy. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well... <laughs> well, we'll see y'all next so, week. Oh, we yeah. All right, all right. There's always one in every crowd. There yeah. is, there is. So, yeah, so we kept moving forward uh, as we were walking through uh, Philippians in Paul's letter there and uh, kind of talked about some of the circumstances that was going on within the Philippian church and how he was challenging them and encouraging them to choose joy in the midst of it. It uh, seemed like there might have been a, some persecution that was going on within the church and uh, coming in from the outside. And you, uh, you were able to really bring to light how we can continue to choose joy in spite of persecution that we may, may walk through or different circumstances and situations. So it was a good, it was a good message. Thank you. Yep. Glad to hear you enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed it four times. Four times. Four times. Wow, you're here for the marathon. Yeah, four times. That's over right. and over. Yeah. Yeah, the Philippian church was going through a whole lot. You know, there's a church fight going on inside. Mm-hmm. Over yeah. potato salad. That's Obviously. what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. And I'm sticking by it. There you go. Makes perfect sense. I'll just bet you, if we can get to heaven, if these, if Euodia and Senteke, I've said it, that second word, I say it differently every time. Over four <laughs> sermons, I can't ever get it the same. But uh, if they made it in, right, <laughs> well, heaven, I think if we talk to them, we're going to find out it's something like that. It's over potato salad. <coughs> Did they have potato salad at Philippi? Mm. That's a good question. Man. Go to work on that, guys. All right. yeah, let's, we better dive we deep go. into That's that research. Be a good sermon there. Potato <laughs> salad in the ancient church. Now, it's, uh, you know, they had the fights, and we've all been there. Yep. You guys have been around. When you come to church and there's a fight going on, I remember 30 years of ministry. I remember a lot of Sundays, a lot of them. Uh, you know, not so much lately, but in his, years gone by. Coming to church, and I knew there was some feuding going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just drive there, and you got this heaviness in the pit of your stomach, like, oh, we got to go and try to worship and preach when this one is mad at that one and vice versa and whatever else in the world. That is that is no fun. So they had that going on in a big way. And they, along with the other early Christian churches, had the fairly consistent pressure from the outside, right. from the uh, rulers of the day and from uh, other religions that pressed against them and persecuted them very openly at times. So they had a lot going on there. They really had to make a choice for joy. And yeah. so... You know, as you're facing that, as you're facing persecution, whether that's, you know, you're having an argument with somebody that you worship with or, you know, out in the persecution from out, uh, out in the world towards you for your beliefs, uh, it can seem difficult to continue to choose joy in the midst of those circumstances. But one of the things that Paul highlighted and that you brought to our attention was to uh, remember your citizenship. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, yeah. remember, remember where you come from. And as followers of Christ, we, you know, you really laid out there for us that, you know, this is not home. 
for us. Uh, it's not. Um, even though we're from Henderson County or from the United States or wherever mm -hmm. it is that you're from, ultimately, man, we're, we're citizens of heaven. We are indeed. I think what we try to do is just very well normalize the fact that you're going to have some pressures within and pressures without. You're mm -hmm. going to have some squabbles with other Christians. I think uh, to just normalize that for people is so important. You go to church, you're going to get hurt because there's people there. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I found this. There aren't a whole lot of people out there who intend to hurt you. Yeah. There are some. Yeah. There are some. There's some crazy people that I just don't understand that I think they have a goal of hurting somebody. By and large, though, it's oversight. It's people just struggling with their own humanity at times. Mm -hmm. Somebody loses a temper. Somebody says something in the heat of the moment they wished later they hadn't said. I think you just have to normalize that and say that's just part of church life. Mm -hmm. And I said this over the weekend. I'll say it again. You don't leave a church over hurt feelings. Right. Don't leave a church because unresolved conflict. You know, get in there, find out what's going on, settle it, have authentic conversations, settle it, move on, you know. Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of times it's easy to look at, especially when you use the word persecution, you know, like that feels like, okay, we're talking about being attacked for your faith or whatever, but realizing, yeah, there's people inside the church just like there are outside the church, and it's worth fighting for. And I think Paul even says, is it strive? He says something about striving together in there. For the faith of the gospel. Yeah, yeah like work together. What does that look like to... To realize you're in it together, I guess. How do you remind yourself of that, especially in the heat of whatever that moment might be? I think you just have to step back at times and take a deep breath and uh, kind of detach from the emotions of the situation and really look at it from a reasonable view of what's really going on. And then uh, unpack it, talk about how you're feeling, talk to the other person about how you're feeling. Don't break down relationships, you know. Uh, talk to leadership, get their help in doing it. I know people all the time, and I deal with people at times who they had a bad conversation at church, and because they didn't handle it well, it grew into more and more and more. Yeah. And and there are people who years later they're still talking about a little fire that could have been put out so easily if everyone in the room just had a little bit of humility. Yeah. If everybody in the room could have just said, "Whoa, let's back off here. We love each other." Let's not let this fire get out of hand. Mm -hmm. When you let it get out of hand, it can just burn your life down. You know, and I know people who been around people who just made major life decisions like leaving a church right. or a job or something like that over a little fire. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you just have to step back and realize, hey, this is my family. This is my church. Not everything's going to happen the way I want it to. I don't have to agree with everything that goes on. I'm not going to like some personalities. I'm going to get along better with others than others. That's just part of being human. It's part of being in any organization. In the church, though, Paul's saying we are called to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Right. Let what you do uh, shine a good light on Jesus. I mean, he's certainly capable as the light of the world, shining his light for himself. Right. But sometimes we can reflect that light poorly. Mm -hmm. And Paul's cautioning the Philippian church, hey, behave. Yeah. Well, even um, I, you probably talk about it this week coming up, but like how humbling is that? That he could just shine his light, but he chooses his church like to use us to be that light, and to, so to walk in that confidently. Uh, it's a good reminder that the squabbles, as you said, I believe on Sunday, are not worth giving that up. No, they're not. Yeah, they're also not worth giving the relationships up. Yeah, you know, 
my pride is not worth losing dear friends, mm. you know? My pride is not wor worth giving up what, what I could give up to hold on to my, my, being, right. my being right, yeah. Yeah. you know? It's not worth it. And ultimately, and especially when you're in the moment right there, that's kind of what it feels like. Is like, I just want to be right. I want you to see that I'm right in this. And uh, when we engage in those conversations, oftentimes one of the things that we miss is the listening aspect. We just want to come in there with our offense and, and tell, you how, you know, tell you how you have offended me and, and, and not really necessarily looking to rectify the relationship, but more so just to prove that I'm right. And that seems, uh, and that seems to cause some uh, major turbulence within those relationships as well. Hmm. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we know we're wrong, <laughs> and we just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. I had a, Alex and I had an argument this week. It was more of a, it was more me than it was her. You know, I was dealing with a few things, so I had some just struggles I was having inside, just a little bit of anger and some things that were bugging me that I heard and saw. You know, and that's just very normal life type of things. But I was just kind of on the edge, and she did something little. It, it wasn't a big deal, but I let that just really tick me off. Mm -hmm. You know, it just really, I let it. So, and I'm more the kind of when, um, when I get ticked off, I don't start screaming and yelling. I just kind of leave the room and just f f the big freeze, you know, just quiet. Sure. Um, that's kind of how I do. So she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just, no, you did me wrong. And you just were wrong and rude to me and all this. And it was not a big deal at all, but I made it this huge deal. And somewhere in the middle of it, I realized, man, you're being a jerk, but you, you just want to be. <laughs> you know? You're being a jerk, but you just want to be. You're making right. a choice to be a jerk here. And I did that for several hours. Mm -hmm. I, um, that's just real. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right or wrong, I was just irritated. And then finally you realize how stupid this is and yeah. say I'm sorry and put it behind you and go on. Right. But I just realized there's times, it's true of me and you and everybody watching and everybody in this church, there's times we get our feelings hurt and we know we're wrong. Mm -hmm. We just persist for the sake of our pride and right. being right, you know. You got to lay that down. And the earlier you lay that down, the better you're going to be. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And I've just had to learn about myself. When I reach that point of just emotional exhaustion, yeah. I just need to go take a walk, you know. Right. I need to just cool off and just get out in nature and... Let some of that go. Yeah, yep. That's really good. It's really good. Part of part of the message from this past weekend as well was about the idea of you, you called it out being steadfast and then standing firm as well. Um, letting those be some be some aspects and how we can continue to choose joy in the midst of persecution. You even told a story about you know off, uh, how you had received persecution at one point in time and how. You had uh, gone to gone to law enforcement, right? And uh, he gave you some really good words of wisdom in the midst of that. What was, uh, what, yeah. was what, did, what did he say in the midst that of that? That guy just told me. He said, uh, "Old buddy, he said sometimes following Jesus, that's just how it is. You're gonna tick some people off. You're gonna do. You're gonna get some people mad, and you're just gonna have to face it." And that's and that's in the midst of facing real persecution, not you know, not just the. Uh, somebody unfriended me on Facebook or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I mean, no you know kidding. what I mean? I mean, sometimes yeah. we can, we really try to escalate our level of persecution, which isn't necessarily anywhere close to the same level that the early church that was dealing with, or even the church in Philippi. Early was dealing church, with. they face real persecution. Yeah. I'm talking physical beatings, right. imprisonment, uh, censorship, uh, just you name it. You know, uh, we we tend to think if they 
turn off our YouTube channel. You know, we've been persecuted, <laughs> right. and uh, that happens a lot, and it's wrong. But hey, uh, persecution is, for them was a whole different story. But do you ever just need somebody to come to you and just say, "Hey, this is this is just how life is." Yeah. And this is what this guy really did for me, dear friend, godly man. And he just said, "Listen, following Christ is like this sometimes," mm -hmm. and I needed to hear that. I guess I just wanted someone to kind of wallow in my self-pity for a minute, and he wasn't doing that, and he helped me. He really did. He said, this is just part of the price you pay to follow Christ, and yep. it is. Yep. We're going to face that. And there is a price to pay. There is, um, yeah, and we, it's okay. Yes. Well, and you even talked about that, too, this weekend. Is like, if there isn't some level of that in your life, are you really, Yeah. I mean, are you really following Jesus? Mm -hmm. Paul um, said very evidence. clearly, it is proof of your salvation. Yeah that you've been persecuted, yeah, proof of it. So does that mean we should hope for persecution, Leslie? Boy, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I don't, uh, yeah, I think, I still struggle with thinking about what the early church said about it. You know, I think it was Peter and John very early on were arrested, uh, mm -hmm. I think a couple times in and out, you know, and they would do a couple things. They'd come right out of prison. Once it was Peter, you know, and an angel came in and got him out. These guys will get put in jail, get beat up, and go right back to preaching the next yeah. day. They're right back out in the street doing the same thing. And and their attitude in it, they did not go whine and complain and pray against the darkness and everything else. They simply rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ. Hmm. I'm not. I'm just not there, guys. I'm just going to be That's honest tough. with you. I, it's It's aspirational for me right now to say, to look at that and say that's that's a mountain I need to climb. Right, yeah. it really is. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm there either. <laughs> I know. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Would like to be there. I mean, well, yeah. I think I think that's a I think that's a goal. Uh, man, you read Philippians one, and I just see Paul had such a clean heart. You know, the psalmist prayed, God created me a clean heart. Yeah. Paul's heart was so clean from unforgiveness, from bitterness, mm. from distraction. He was so on mission with the gospel that even him getting thrown in prison couldn't dirty his heart up. He still had the same goal. You know, I read that all through Philippians 1. Creating mm -hmm. me a clean heart. You want to you see the evidence of a clean heart. Read Philippians 1. Paul mm. had it. It's just... Which it, is such it, a cool it, testimony, too. To incredible, he had thrown people into the same prisons he was in, and yeah, I hadn't it's like the cleanness. Like he was, he had he had experienced what Jesus did for him in such a tangible. Like I was here doing this, and now I'm I'm in the spot where I was putting people. You know, I probably I wish you'd have told me that before because I didn't think of this till right now. Paul had been a persecutor. And now he was the persecuted. Yep. That's great, Matt. Where were you last week when I was putting all this Put together? Put this stuff in there, Matt. That's really good. Thank you. You would have if I if you'd had that message, you'd have come up with that. <laughs> he was. That's just really cool. Next time I preach that, some years down the road, right. I'm going to put it's that really in. Good. It's tucked away. But we said uh, being persecuted, being a persecutor is a sign of being lost. Being persecuted mm -hmm. is a sign of being saved. That's essentially what Paul That's said. Paul. Yeah. And he'd been on both sides of that. Yep. I wonder if he thought of that. I wonder if he thought of that while he's in prison. He had to. He There's had to no have way thought. he didn't. He had to have thought, you know, I put some people here. wonder if he met anybody he'd put there. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Never thought of that either. Mm. 
I wonder, uh, he had them put into prison. It'd be a great study to figure out um, how long they were actually held. Right. Were some of them held long term? Were they released? What, what exactly was going on there? Paul could have run into a Christian that he, he helped put, put there. there. Wow. And I wonder how they would have responded to him if that had been the case. If, they, if you run into the guy who's now in jail doing for the same thing you were thrown in jail for, but he was the guy that threw you in, what's your response and what's your reaction to him? I'd like to watch. It's a lot <laughs> like a potato be a fly on the wall. <laughs> Say what? It's a lot like that potato salad at first. <laughs> Give me my bowl of potato salad while I watch this go down. <laughs> yeah, this weekend was about potato salad and snow cones. That's, right. good. Uh, <laughs> that's good. It's funny. It's cool, though. I mean, we got a lot to strive for, a lot to grow for, and um, there's an endless mountain out there to climb of becoming more like Jesus. And that's part of the adventure of the Christian life. Christian life never gets boring because just when you think you've got it figured out, when you're finally a mature Christian or a good disciple, you read somebody like Paul and you're like, wow, God do that in my heart. Well, I tell you one of the things that I'm, you know, that I'm seeing as, as you're walking us through just the, just the first chapter here of Philippians is the idea that this whole concept of choosing joy, um, it is simple and yet difficult all at the same time. Um, sure. It is, it really is, I mean, it is very simple. It's whatever you're facing, whatever's going on, you choose joy. Mm -hmm. you, and you can choose joy in the midst of it because it is not based on how I feel about it or in the moment. It's not based on my circumstances. It's a, it's a choice that I'm making there. But at the same time, man, I'm watching, we're watching Paul, just everything that he was facing, the, the persecution that he faced from the outside world and his fellow believers in Christ, uh, you know, everything that was going on there. And he's still trying to lead and yet still choosing joy in the midst of being in prison and not just this physical prison, but also just the internal struggles that he's going on. Uh, that he's got going on at that point in time. And it is simple and yet difficult all at the same time. It's always simple to talk about it yeah. most of the time. Simple to say what you ought to do is sometimes very simple to know the right thing to do. Living it out is a whole different story. When you get in the emotion of it and the offense of it mm -hmm. and the pressure of it, uh, that's tough. But it can be done. Right. Mm -hmm. Paul did it. I've seen it happen in my life before. I've seen myself make the right choices. Right. Sometimes I feel like a baby taking his first steps in that, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, the more steps you go, the more you learn to walk, and then you learn to just walk in that. Well, it's been great. Thank you all for being with us. Thanks for being a part of our podcast, and uh, we'll see you again next week.